debate on whether cheerleading qualifies as a sport is ongoing. There is no doubt, however, that cheerleaders are athletes. In the Cheer Athlete Podcast, we'll dive into all things that may affect athletes who cheer. If you're interested in the sport of cheer, then this is a podcast for you. We'll talk with industry leaders and cheer enthusiasts who keep the sport of cheerleading progressing. I'm your host, Laura Turner, a.k.a. The Cheer PG, and I look forward to helping keep your your athletes healthy and safe and on the mat, ready to progress and hit zero at all times. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to The Cheer Athlete. Today, we're going to talk just a short uh, podcast about progressing your skills. Like if you want to uh, improve your back walkover and how to improve a back walkover um, so that you can make that easier. This information is going to go across the board and it will help really any skill because the the tips that I'm going to give really, they go for anything that you want to do. But we're going to specifically talk about back walkovers today and what some strength and conditioning exercises that might be helpful for you to, um, to include in your workouts that will help that. If you don't know me already, I'm Laura Turner. I'm the cheer PT. I am the host of the cheer athlete and I run the healthy cheerleading Facebook group. And um, I'm a physical therapist. I'm a strength coach and I'm a former cheerleading coach. So while I haven't been involved in cheerleading in years, I've done my doctorate work on, on cheerleading injuries. And I'm very passionate about keeping cheerleaders safe and healthy and active and moving and progressing with their skills. So as we talk about back walkovers today, or as we talk about tumbling, I'm not a tumbling coach. When I was cheer coach, my kids went to, uh, we went to tumbling. We went to outside gymnastics coach. And so I think it's important. um, I'll say this right off the bat and I'll repeat it a number of times. You need to get a, a gymnastics coach. They will help spot you. They will teach you specific gymnastics routines, uh, gymnastics skills to be able to incorporate into your, uh, into working on the back walkovers. Why is this important? Well, let's back up a little bit. When you're doing a back walkover and you're kind of getting stuck, if you can get there, but you're not really getting your legs over, or if you have to walk down the wall, there's pieces missing. Um, and, and, you know, in just immobility. And that's normal in a learning curve. As you're learning something, a skill, there are steps that you take to get there. So uh, from a physical therapy standpoint, I look at, do you have enough uh, upper back mobility as well as shoulder motion? Can you get your arms up past your ears? If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see my arms, they don't go past my ears. You really need that to be way back um, and have that mobility. But that doesn't mean pushing your shoulder and cranking on your shoulder because that if you're hyper flexible and hyper mobile in your shoulders, it'll actually lead to some shoulder injuries that is common combined with upper back mobility. We need strong upper back mobility or increased upper back mobility, stable, stable and mobile upper back and shoulders. Um, and to be able to get into a back bend, a frequent occurrence I see that people have an injury is that they're kind of hinging at their lower back right just about the belt line, um, just below your belly button. And that's a kind of a um, crucial area that we want to protect. We want to actually build stability. So to not hinge there, we need that upper back mobility, but then we also need hip extension and uh, being able to uh, get our hips to go, our, our bottom to go forward while we extend through the front of the hips. So working on some mobility 
and dynamic mobility that increases the hip extension, which means mobilizing your hip flexors. And by mobilizing, I don't, I mean, a little bit of like working in and out of a stretch, actively getting it to move from flexion into extension, also including some rotation and side to side motion in there to get full motion in your hips. In doing that, you will uh, increase the ability to go over backwards and not create that like uh, pivot point in that lower back. So working on your hip extension, working on your upper back mobility and working on your shoulder mobility is all very key. On top of that, we really need a strong core. You hear this all the time from your coaches. You need your core, you need your abdominals and you need your hip muscles and your lower back muscles and your upper back muscles to be super strong so that they can help do whatever tumbling that you wanna be able to do. That's gonna go for flyers, it's gonna go for bases. Core strength is key to nearly everything. Um, so when you're working on your, uh, when you're starting to progress your skills, you know, you need to learn a host of core exercises and uh, hip mobility exercises as well as upper back. And that is uh, better than just walking down a wall as far as mobility work goes. If you're gonna be working on your back walkovers and you wanna get your back bend from standing, that's when you need to maybe get a spot because um, they're gonna teach you to shift your hips forward as you go backwards and allow you to go backwards. Not only will a spot be helpful in maintaining this, it will also, they'll guide you so they can kind of walk you through where your hand position is meant to be. They'll be able to help get your legs over as you're starting to learn that. That's one important reason for getting in with a coach, learning how, that, how much help you need, taking your body through that full motion and really working the steps like going back, getting your hands in the right spot, getting, kicking your leg over. Um, and again, that goes for every, every stunt or, or tumble pass that you want to learn. So for back walkovers, um, as a physical therapist or as a strength coach, I'm going to look at what is the leg mobility doing? Do, can you do something in a stance position? I like to do a lot of weight shifting in stance. So one leg forward, one leg back and getting your moving in and out because that's that split stance that you want as you're kicking your leg up. I don't work on splits anymore uh, because I don't think that that's functional exercise for you. Getting down and just holding in a center split or holding in a side split or front split, um, it's not going to help you actively lift and go over. Having that mobility and that flexibility can be beneficial, um, but you need to be able to work that in a full range. So it's, I go back and forth. I think it's okay for you to do some stretching into your splits, but don't make that the first thing or don't make that the priority. You know, you want to work on getting your leg up. So standing, raising your leg up, like doing a split while you're standing might be more beneficial for you than doing it on the ground and doing that on both sides because we need to work on, on both leg mobility, getting into a handstand. I think that's the first precursor to doing a walkover, a handstand in a cartwheel, but get in your handstand, being able to hold your handstand, making sure your ribs stay down and your, and your shoulders are out of your ears that we're not really, uh, we're not creating that mobility um, that, that is just getting our upper traps working, but instead getting our core stable. And uh, 
as you're doing that, making sure that you are, um, so as you're in your handstand, like get being able to hold that, then you can work on one leg back. If you do it against a wall, kind of coming away from a wall, bringing one leg away and the other leg away until you can hold a solid handstand. As your mobility improves and your strength improves, then you can work one leg at a time. I was working on a front walkover in my backyard and that's when I broke my collarbone one time because I didn't have that strength to really hold me here and be able to stabilize, keep my core in as my legs went over my head. So it's important to, you know, be able to know you kind of hold your handstand and control the mobility going up and over into that walkover, whether it's forward or backwards. Again, having a good coach can help that. You might hear my cat in the background. He's playing with some, <laughs> some toys in the background that make some noise. I apologize for that. Uh, I am a real world coach and this is real world. So hands, uh, back walkovers. We got core strength. Uh, yes, planks are good. I like quadruped planks because I think you can stabilize and really make sure your back is in the right position with your ribs down and your pelvis level without letting your back arch. If you're not sure if your plank is good, you can send me a video. I'm happy to take a look at it and tell you, you know, where you need to work on the control and create some better mobility so that you can get into the stable position. Um, planks, side planks, and then your handstand holds to, to work core. I love overhead hangs. That is a great way to stretch out your arms in the overhead position at the same time of, you know, just stabilizing and kind of pulling your, like you're doing a hollow hold from a hanging position. That all creates some stability in through the upper back. Some exercises I talked about in my tip of the day today um, are some upper back exercises. Um, so if you don't know, I'm doing 100 tips a day on, on all the social channels, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, um, and I'm giving a little bit more um, detailed information on the Healthy Chilling Facebook group. But today's tip was about rowing. And so a row is when you pull your shoulder back, one arm, two arms, really building that strength in the upper back. Important to do it vertical as well as horizontal to get the shoulder blades to be working at the just right time and to allow better shoulder mobility so that you get the stability in your shoulder blades with the mobility in your shoulders and your upper back. So including some rows and different positions, planks and with a cable column or with a dumbbell, there's lots of different ways that you can incorporate some of the rows in those activities. And then leg exercises, working on split squats, being down on one knee and coming to stand up, working on walking lunges, forward, backward, sideways to build the strength in the lateral motion. But those forward and backward lunges are gonna give you that stretch and that mobility and the strength in your legs to be able to kick over and do uh, do more walkovers. You could, there's a lot of, uh, what I, I'm on exercise I love for balance um, and in working on just getting into the one leg is get on one leg, walk your leg, walk your front leg over and work on just balancing on the down leg. If you can't do that without wobbling, that kicking the leg up and over will be more challenging. You could work on one leg, bringing your foot up onto a higher step. So you're working on that weight shift. You're gonna work your hip flexor on the front leg and your hip extensor on the down leg, which is exactly what you need as you kick up and over. Those are, those are just some examples of exercises that you can work on um, to help build your strength and stability to be able to improve from and to get into a walkover. 
I'm going to go back again. I think it's really important. Get with a gymnastics coach. Go in for some privates if you need to. Make sure that your form is good. The key with doing anything, progressing any skill and getting used to it, getting over a fear of going backwards and is consistent. Be in the gym. Be working on it. Have somebody spotting you and do your reps on a daily basis. And don't crank into something that is poor form because if you're just kind of hinging at the hip and forcing it to go up and over and you're not getting that correction and not learning you know okay let's make this longer pretend like you're a rainbow you know if you're not getting those corrections and when to kick your leg over then you're just going to keep fostering the same bad pattern and it's not and that's going to carry over when you start to progress into higher level skills so start early if you're at a higher level keep going in for those privates because they do help you learn better form and have better mechanics to be able to progress and go on. Learning cheerleading, as with any sport, is not easy. It's important for you to do the work. Yes, you need to do some mobility work. You've got to warm up. You've got to build strength and endurance while you're at practice, but also in the gym, so that you can do the activities that you want to be able to do. You've got to take your body through those available motions and you've got to learn coordination control and learn the technique, which we can, it's better to give you least amount of cues, but those least amount of cues should be very specific to helping you get where you want to go. I hope that's helpful. Um, please, if you have any questions, leave me a comment below. I would love to know. I'd love to help you get better. Um, I, I know cheer coaches around the world, and I would love to connect you with them um, and tumbling coaches, you know, so that you can learn better technique. And I'm sure your, your athletes in the gym, your, your teammates and your coaches in the gym would want to, uh, will be more than willing to work with you. If you're a coach listening, you know, be patient with your athletes. Look at their mobility in their hips and their upper back. Make sure you're looking at uh, what is their strength. Are they actually ready to do the skill that you're asking them to do? Or are they collapsing? You know, it's one thing to be doing it in practice. It's another thing to be doing it on the floor or in the course of a routine. I'd rather have you do a forward roll than a back walkover that lands on your head. So train your athletes, get them strong, encourage them to work with a strength coach and build some strength outside the gym because there's only so much you can do in the day and, and, and keep working them, keep drilling them because your drills are definitely going to work. If you would like to learn more specific exercises and see how to do different stretches, come join the Healthy Cheerleading Facebook group. Um, stay tuned, follow me on all the socials because I will have all kinds of tips. I'm at as of the filming of this, I did tip 22 today, maybe 21 today, but we have another 80-ish to go, 78 to 80 to go. Um, so stay tuned because we'll oh, give tips. And if you have a specific tip that you'd like me to talk on, please leave me a comment or send me an email, laura at movebetterllc.com. DM me on the socials at the cheer PT. Um, that's easy, an easy way. And just say, I want help getting better at this or I wanna get stronger to be able to do this. I, I'm not, again, I'm not a gymnastics coach and I'm not currently a cheer coach, but I uh, know strength and conditioning for cheerleaders and I know injury prevention and I'm a physical therapist and I help people get better all the time. And I see people in the clinic all the time recovering from 
uh, all these injuries. And uh, I, I, I think it's super important to just keep moving and keeping, keep us progressing our strength and our mobility and learning how to do things super correctly with excellent form. And that's how you prevent injuries and how you stay and you keep progressing. Um, so if you have somebody that you'd like to hear on the cheer athlete, please let me know. I am reaching out to coaches all the time. If you are a coach listening and you'd like to come and talk about anything that relates to the cheer athlete, please uh, DM me. And I would, uh, I would love to have you on and talk more with you as well. Uh, these episodes come out once a week on Wednesdays and I'm working very hard to, to just provide information to help progress our, our cheer athletes and keep them safe, strong, and healthy. Um, I do have a strength and conditioning program. I'm looking for volunteers and uh, to, to do a trial three-month program with me. I'm looking for up to 10 people to work with me for three months and at a very low cost that will help you get stronger through uh, the fall season as we go into cheer. So if you're interested in that, you can also send me a message and there'll be more details about that coming soon. Don't forget when in doubt, breathe it out, take life one step at a time. And as my dear friend Drew Kelleher said, you are responsible for your own vibes. Go get strong, go be cheerful and have a good week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Cheer Athlete. If you enjoyed it, please remember to like, share and review because when you do that, it reaches more people. And if you have any comments, please leave them below. I look forward to having an ongoing discussion. To access our free guides for the, from the Cheer PT, we have a Healthy Day 7-Day Cheerleading Challenge and a uh, Healthy Fit Cheer, which will help you improve your jumps and your tumbling. And then the 10 Top Ways to Prevent Cheerleading Injuries, along with our, concussions, uh, our Concussion Interview Series. Any of these free guides you can find available in the links below. And, uh, you know, if you have any questions, please reach out. You can always reach us at www.movebetterllc.com. Have a great day. Live life without deductions and keep cheering.